Welcome to another podcast. My name is Natasha Karaoke, and this is my podcast, International Child. I hope you guys are having a good week. I'm going to be posting on hump days. Felt like it's always the best day to be posting something. Anyway, today's topic is going to be about what it is being an international child. Now, I gave you guys a little brief in my intro podcast. However, now it's time for me to elaborate what it really is to be an international child. I am from Kenya. I'm born and raised. Well, not really raised. (laughs) I moved from Kenya to go to Tunisia for my first time. And that was obviously when I was really young. So it kind of left me in a gap between what am I meant to do? Who am I meant to meet? And what can I really do? Mind you, I've never been to Tunisia. I never heard of the country until we moved there. So that was a whole new experience on its own. But the amazing part is I was sent into an American school called ACST. And that's where I met my first ever best friend called Yusuf. Now he's Muslim and we just got on like wood would get on with a spark. We were really close, had sleepovers, and only later is when my mom used to tell me how when we were in Tunisia, people would actually whisper and say, why is the black girl with the Muslim child? That's such an odd pairing. They shouldn't be together. They're not right for each other. Basically being racist towards me. And obviously, being young, you don't really know about racism. You also don't know about terrorism because a lot of people were actually telling my family about how oh you know Arab countries you know terrorism but at the same time we went there we loved it it was the best time I've ever spent in a different country and I think that was because it was my first ever country to travel to Tunisia was amazing there were so many places you could go in one day and it felt like you were literally on holiday every time you went somewhere different There's a place called Hamamet, there's a place called Sous, there's also a place called Sidi Boussaid, and there's another place called Jeba. All of these places have so many different unique things, but the one thing they had was when the first time I ever tried prawns. And I think that was in Hamamet, or Sous. Not very sure on the the destination. But it was amazing. Creeped me out, because the prawns had the heads on. So my mom had to take them off because I was like, I just feel bad that I'm eating them and they're looking at me. That that was my mind at that age. Don't blame me. Um, but living in Tunisia really taught me about myself. Obviously, not things I wanted to know, not things I wanted to hear. And there's a lot of things that happened there. But that's a really deep topic. And to be honest, we just met. So we got to work our way up there like a first date. Moving on from Tunisia, I then went back to Kenya to do my high school years. And I was in a school called Brookhouse. Now, this is where I met most of the friends I have now. By the way, just to throw it out there, me and Yusuf, we're still in contact. So we're still quite, at least we we talk, which is always better than not actually speaking. We moved to Uganda. Now, being in Brookhouse, Uganda is literally just around the corner from Kenya. So it's, it's a short road trip. And that distance made it easier because then I had some people from Brookhouse that I knew that lived in Uganda and vice versa. So that was a whole other topic by itself. But it's it was a nice place. Kind of reminded me of home. So it didn't really feel like I was branching out and doing something different as opposed to moving into a country like Tunisia.
Now, by this point in time, I'm like in my early teens. Obviously, I'm starting to be a bit rebellious. <laughs> and this is where I discover, um, this is where I discover clubbing. Now, obviously, I was like, I wouldn't really put a really, uh, I wouldn't really put a gap on it. Maybe 12, 13, 13, 14, eh, somewhere around there, teen. And that was when I went out for New Year's and all of that. But I think the reason why I'm, I'm the person I am today is because of the fact that I could go out clubbing with my friends. Sneak attack, obviously. Sometimes my mom knew, sometimes my mom didn't. But she was very happy knowing that at least my best friend was going with me most of the time. So that made it easier for her to trust whoever was with me. And it was kind of like an easy flow. However... Me going out and doing all of that kind of taught me a lot about myself. Now, when I was in Brookhouse, a lot of stuff happened. Made me really depressed for literally seven years of that time that I was there. However, I still managed to make, make some good friends. But obviously, when they're bad rumors, they tend to fly around. Even if it's to, like through borders, they will still make their way there. And I'm sure some of you guys have known, when you feel like you finally left somewhere and... You're finally going to be yourself and you're finally going to have the chance to be a new person. There's always something in your past that just comes knocking and saying, Hey, remember me? Remember what you did? Yeah, I spread it to everybody else. As I continue to go on in the stories, you realize that a lot of the stuff that has happened to me has been because of rumors being spread from place to place to place. However, with every rumor comes with a lesson and... Only now is when I'm at the point where I can take all my past and take it as a good lesson because sometimes it's not really healthy to be looking at things from a negative point of view because it kind of gets you depressed and there's nothing you can do to change the past. The only best thing you can do is if there's somebody who has said a rumor about you and you see them now and that was years ago, be an adult. Start adulting and just let it go. And try and be amicable. If this person is somebody that continues to spread rumors about you, then that's somebody you clearly need to cut off. But that's besides the point. But living in Uganda kind of gave me a new perspective. I didn't want to change how I looked, how I dressed, how I felt, and the people I hang around. It was a very difficult time for me to be able to do that because, as I said, there was previous rumors that were stopping me from doing these things and also some family drama. But aside from all of that, when we got the chance to move to South Africa, that was a chance for me to really think as a clean slate because not only were we moving there for my mom's job, we were also moving there for me for high school. Now, my mom can tell you, I would call her when she'd call me when I'm in Brokhaus in Kenya and I would never, ever... Never not say I wanted to leave the school. I was so ready to leave. I was tired of the rumors. And I kind of just wanted a fresh start. I felt like I shouldn't be dealing with this for high school. It's a bit too dramatic. It felt like every teen typical vicious sorority type of series, movies, anything you've seen. That how, that's how it felt for me. So moving to South Africa. Went there on a clean slate. Was really happy to leave. Was really sad because... Out of the seven years, I finally made some good best friends. But it also gave us a chance to see how it is with us being abroad from each other. Now, when I moved to South Africa, I thought that I had a clean slate, but clearly not. Somebody was spreading rumors about me in my new school even before I got there. 
So already getting there, hearing the rumors, hearing, getting side eyes, that was already too much for me. I was around maybe 15, 16 at that time. So it kind of felt like I really did not manage to get a break. Anyway, still managed to push through, had my own little versions of drama between me and my mother because it is a complicated relationship. However, we are in such a good place right now. But as I said, with every rumor you take as a lesson and sometimes you just have to be patient. I did make some really good friends who I'm still close to until today. We speak as much as we can. We do catch up sessions. You know, it's a very healthy thing for us to do. But me being in South Africa with my mom kind of felt like how it was in Tunisia. It felt different. It felt nice. And it felt like I was actually home. Because being an international child, it's really hard for you to define where home is. Because a lot of people would say home is where the heart is. So that's very hard for me to differentiate. Is it home is where the heart is with my mother or home is where the heart is with my family? Because those are two entirely different destinations. But... Living in South Africa kind of taught me how to end up having sort of hard skin, which is kind of why, until today, if I do make a friend, I kind of go through like 17 phases of authorization, if you'd like to call it, just to make sure that um, the person isn't going to do what everybody else has managed to do so well. Living in South Africa really did teach me a lot, but main thing was just... To appreciate the friends I had, which I'm really grateful for until today. Um, but after South Africa, I actually moved to UK, which was around 2015, to do a foundation course um, before university. And that is where I actually met some of my close friends again. I ended up getting a lot of friends. I guess being an international child kind of taught me how it's easier to make friends, but it's harder to lose the ones that you do care about. And the fact that I still talk to the friends I have until today kind of means a lot to me. But um, going to Kent, which is where I did my foundation year, that was pretty difficult. Aside from the fact that it was one year of international relations, media, and sociology, it was also one year of trying to connect with people, but also managing to focus on my studies. Through that, I actually met one of my really good friends, and her name is Sabina. I call her babes. Sometimes I call her Polish wifey. She really is a sweetheart. We've been through our ups and downs. However, through everything we've done, it's been blissful. We talk as much as we can. We plan to meet. Sometimes it doesn't work. However, we still always make sure we plan. And that's the best part about being an international child. But, honestly, if I ever get to the point of wanting to be a parent, it is going to be a lot harder for me to want to leave my kids or move country to country because I know what that does to a child and I'm not sure I want to do that as well. Sometimes it does cause you a lot of anxiety and depression. However, with all the anxiety and depression, you can manage to push through it if you have the right group of friends. And I think that's kind of like the moral of my story of being an international child. Once you get those group of friends that you really do count on, that you can Skype or call at any given random time, then I think that that is really what you should define as a friend. 
somebody that you don't even expect to hear from and then they just text you like something's off you haven't messaged me what's going on and that's on a random day and probably you haven't messaged them for the past two days but they can still send something so yeah that's kind of like my story of being an international child obviously i'm skipping out a lot of the drama and a lot of the kind of like the rumors that were going around me because one i'm not sure i'm ready to put that out there and like i said it is kind of like a first date and we just gotta work up to it hopefully one day i'll be able to say it and see what really happened but until then i think this is a good brief at least for you to understand a bit more about me and help um hope to get to know me a bit more so i hope this gives you a little insight into my life and in the next podcast i'll be talking about life at uni versus life at home kind of touching how when you're in university you try your hardest to focus on being at university and what really happens when you're at home a lot of people have different things for me sometimes I think my friends have the blasts when they're at home. I'm just there like, oh, okay, fear of missing out, but it's all good. However, sometimes I'm a real loner, and when I go home, I don't know what to do with myself because I've been at university for so long that it kind of gets into your system. Also talking about university depression, because I feel like that's a lot of things that people really need to hear. And it is something that does happen a lot of the times. I thought it wasn't until university started to send us emails about counseling. Then I realized, oh crap, this is this is real. People do get university depression. People do get all of this. Talking about homesickness as well, because when you think that I'm an international child, I never thought that I would ever get homesick because I'm used to moving around. But I did. I got so homesick that I would cry randomly and just cry and say I really need to go home so that's what my next podcast is going to be I really hope you enjoyed this first one and I look forward to talking to you guys again please subscribe if you enjoy the content and yeah this is me signing out happy listening bye